All right, here is another episode of Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. I'm your host, Selena, and guess what? Lorraine is here. Hi, Lorraine. Hey, hey. So happy to have you back. I hope you're happy to be back. I'm so excited to be back. Yay. I am. Yay. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into this progress report. I did not gain. I did not lose this week. So I am at 187 pounds. But I did take my measurements and we can discuss those. I'm actually pretty pleased with the results. So are you ready, Lorraine? Yes. Okay. So my thighs. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'll read what the measurements I got. (laughs) I'm like numbers in front of my face. So I'm going to read the numbers that I got on Sunday, and then I'll just compare them to May's, and then we can talk about where there's loss. So my thighs, my right leg was 26 and a half inches. My left leg, my left thigh was 26 inches. My hips, 45 inches. Waist, 33 and a half inches. Chest, 39 inches. Arms, my right was 13 and a half and my left was 13 and my neck was 13 and a half. In May, my right thigh was 27, my left was 26 and a half, my hips were 46, waist 33 and a half, chest 40, my arms, my right was 12 and a half, my left was 13, and my neck was 13 and a half. I've lost nothing in my neck at all. But so for my arms, compared to May, I gained an inch in my right arm, no change to my left arm. I lost an inch in my chest, no change to my waist. I lost an inch in my hips. And then for my thighs, I lost half an inch in my right thigh and half an inch in my left thigh. Sweet. Yes. What's interesting about this is that where I didn't lose before, I lost this time. Because when I took them in April and then I took them again in May, I had loss on my left leg, loss in my waist, and loss in my arms. But this time around, I had loss in my right leg and half an inch loss in my left leg. I had an inch loss in my hips and then an inch loss in my chest. So that was um, pretty interesting. And I was pretty pleased to see that I had lost inches in the places that I didn't before. And I heard this echo in my head and it was in Lorraine's voice and it said, it's good to see late weight loss all or loss in all places. And I like that it was all over the body. So I had that echoing in my head 
And I was like, but it's in other places, which I feel is a good thing. I was going to say, it's a beautiful way that you see how your body is pulling fuel from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, where are you talking about? Like, spot, you can't spot treatment it. <laughs> I had a client once ask me, and I'm not shitting you. I'm not even kidding. They asked me what exercises they can do to, to um, lose their tummy weight. And I said, well, you lose weight from all over the place. Like, you use the fat storage from all over the place as fuel for your body. So you can't just spot treatment and do, like, a bunch of sit-ups and and expect to have a flat tummy and lose the weight there. And I literally said to her, because I, I remember saying this, and if you know who I am, then you'll laugh your butt off when you hear this. But um, Baldy, little young college student, says, well, if you really wanted to spot treatment and get your, your stomach flat, then go get liposuction. <laughs> <laughs> And she looked at me, she's like, she looked at me with this kind of mixture of rude, like, I was rude, slash, um, face of, like, confusion. Confa- it was, like, confusion and rude. Con- confusion, I guess. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. Because I was, like, literally, like, if you want to just lose weight in your stomach, then just go get liposuction. It's the only way you're going to lose it, ingest your stomach. So. So, Yeah. So this is a beautiful way for your body to, for us to see that, hey, it's pulling all the energy sources from all over the place, not just one. Yes. And what's interesting with you pointing out how you can't lose weight in one spot, what's really interesting about that is mainstream media definitely markets that you can Really? Okay, I'm sorry. I think I'm out of the, of the loop of mainstream media because I think I stopped paying attention to that a long time ago. No way. It still does that. It well, still says you can lose like belly fat or arm fat or arm jiggles or bat wings. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go to any infomercial and most of the time it's going <laughs> to be, you know, wear this thing around your waist and you'll lose three inches or, you know, I think... The newest thing right now, I think the newest craze is booty bands, which I've, I've mentioned that I have that and I've got them, but you, you look at the the marketing of them and it's definitely saying, you know, lift and tone your booty and do this, but it's not talking about weight loss as a whole, you know, it's like, get that, get that. What, what do they say? Get that peach or get that bubble butt is what they market it as. Um, but that's, that's building muscle. That has nothing to do with, well, it does have something to do with, with fat, but it, it that's, uh, see, I have a pair of like, I've had, oh, for years I've had like these booty band things or peach bands or whatever, whatever you want to call them. They're called exercise bands. I've had them forever yeah. in my office. So I get it. Yeah. I, you're right. It is marketing. It's just very clever way or trendy way of doing it you know um do these exercises to have non-flabby arms or that's just like okay if we're having flabby arms or bat wings you know it could be adipose tissue it could be skin that's been stretched out or has a different doesn't have enough collagen or elastin or all that kind of stuff in it or it could be you really like you lost a bunch of weight and um to kind of firm up your arms you should build muscle mass there's all sorts of nonsense there's all sorts of things that are with that yes that's so funny. 
I don't know. Why, just to me, that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that how that's still a thing. I guess it's kind of like how eating fat is bad for you. Don't eat fat because it's bad for you. Well, fat is a fuel, just like everything else. It's just where you get your calories from. You know, whether or not you want it keto, whether or not you want a high carb, or what you're using it for and how you're using it. It's whatever you want, like however you want to eat. Just you know, make sure it's in proportion to what you're moving, and you know, help it. There might be some key things to help you with, like your gut health, or you know, if you're allergic to something, bring it inflammation down and bringing down whatever. If you're finding a, a you know, keto works well for you because you're regulating your hormones and you're going to switch to paleo because it's more readily available food source for you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is fun. People are into That's insane. Who's going to think they're going to lose weight in their butt by doing booty band workouts? <laughs> and you can't do enough of that. Like, yes, you're going to get a cherry. Okay. Yes, you'll get a peach butt. I totally get that. You will build muscle mass. In turn, by building lean muscle mass, we know burns more calories. Helps you lose weight, helps you lean out, and you have to fuel yourself by that way anyway. So, whatever that is for you. But if you're gonna lose weight by doing squats, that's not really a thing. You'll probably lose it indirectly, but you will end up like changing your your percentage of body, you know, lean muscle mass to non-lean mass, aka everything else. Or um, your your pants will fit differently because your muscles will be getting bigger, which is also okay, by the way, because this whole like. Oh, I need to be skinny, and I don't want big, bulky arms. That's not how big, bulky arms work, like or big, bulky legs. Like you have to load heavy and do small reps to create the tearing of the muscles, so that you can repair. And then it, it strengthens. It's a whole different way of training than um, than light resistance. There's all the logistics of training or, and exercise are so interesting, and it's so funny how we have it in our head one way versus another. Just because I do 50 squats a day doesn't mean I'm going to get giant legs and a giant butt. Not unless it's genetically happening for you. I can look at five pounds and end up like gaining muscle mass. My husband is tall and a little bit leaner than me. And that doesn't happen for him. Oh, gosh. People are insane. People are nuts. Preach it, Reverend sorry. Ray. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just... Uh, Witness. <laughs> I just don't understand. But then I guess I'm sure other people in other professions are like, yes, and I feel the same way about money, or I feel the same way about blah blah blah, or like you know gardening, or whatever the hell you're passionate about. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of of diet, though, uh, let's go ahead and discuss that really quickly, because I am not one of those people that just work out one area and hopes to just develop that one area. I like full body workouts or full body regimen. Um, and so my diet, I've, I've got to try to figure out, I got to find, I think I've got to find a sweet spot with this keto. I mentioned last week that I, was keeping it between 40 and 50 grams, but I wanted to try this week to go down between 30 and 40 so that I can get deeper into ketosis. But it's really weird because I am actually coming out of ketosis a little bit. I still have trace ketones, but not a lot. 
And I think what it is, I'm going to have to do some experimenting. I think what it is, is that I'm relying too much on dairy and that's fucking with my hormones a little bit. I didn't realize this, but when I found that keto bread, which I mentioned, and then I very excitedly mentioned I can have grilled cheeses now, I think I unconsciously started eating basically the junk food side of keto, of just doing, Uh you know, uh, cheeses and all of that. And so I'm going to start incorporating more carbs into my uh, dinner instead of doing like a lot of cheese, doing vegetables with oils rather than, you know, like a grilled cheese with butter, I think is what I need to do. Um, Because it's so weird. But I also think lowering my carb content is also hindering a little bit as well. I think that maybe that sweet spot is like 40 grams of carbs rather than 30. And that's something that I have to research. I don't, I don't know if you can have too low, too low of a carb content each day to where it would affect your body and you would actually not go into ketosis. Interesting. Um, Well, there's carb cycling too. Like we all, we know the effects of carbs and what it does to your like your energy levels and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you should be conscious about where you're putting it. Maybe you do it before you work out. Maybe you put it in your lunch. Maybe you do that. Maybe you work on a little bit of um, digestion as well. Making sure you can take in everything. Yes. And so something I've been doing is, what I've been doing is, essentially I've been switching having a snack in the morning or in the afternoon. What I used to do was I would have breakfast, I would have a snack, I would have lunch, I would have a snack. And so rather than having three big meals in a day, I would, you know, I would have five to six meals in a day based on the carb or the content and the nutritional value of the food. Um, So this week, what I thought I would do is Rather than trying to get in a whole bunch of fat at the end of the day, trying to bring in more fat towards the beginning of the day. So I've been consuming nuts as my morning and afternoon snack to see how it affects my body and my ketone levels and everything. So I'm doing a lot of experimenting, which is nice because I'm figuring out what works for my body, but it's also frustrating because... That means that I might not see results so much. You know, I, I one thing I keep reading with keto is you should be seeing consistent weight loss with a ketogenic diet because you are using fat for fuel. And I'm not really seeing that now. So there's something going on there where my body isn't using fat for fuel. And I just got to figure out what that is. But hopefully once I figure out that nice sweet spot, I can keep it so that I can keep seeing results. Because I do like seeing results. It is a little frustrating that I am i haven't seen any um, as far as weight on the scale. Oh, but don't forget you are losing weight. So remember we talked about that whole like your the scale might not change. You might just be leaning out and gaining muscle instead. So... 
Give it another week. But yes. don't get too frustrated just yet. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, well, and there's also a bunch, like, this is, okay, so this is more than just the calories in, calories out, or modifying or find where your fuel source is coming from and figuring that and modifying it. But there's also little things that come into play. There's things like um, stress, which we talked about last week. And stress is a lot of stuff too. So I'm going to give you one suggestion at the end of this, at the end of this podcast for you to incorporate and try doing to help maximize food absorption in your body. Great. I definitely want to hear that suggestion. But before that, since you mentioned stress, and I said we were going to talk about that this week, let's talk about stress and oh my gosh, what to do with stress and. All the things. Yeah. And I know it's the, the thing is stress is huge. That is a huge topic. So I guess um, we will narrow it down to what stress can do in this specific type of situation with body image, working out, weight loss, stuff like that. Is that sound possible? Can we do that? Oh, uh, we... We might be doing a two two day or two weeker, but that's okay. Do it. I've been waiting for this for like forever since we started this. I was like, oh my god, I get to talk about stress. I'm so <laughs> we can do a two parter. <laughs> I that's yeah, fine. We might end up we might end up doing a two parter just because like there's so much. Okay, so stress. We already know stress has is that one thing that we're just figuring out. Like, oh, stress is bad for us. But how do we manage it? How do we do it? How do we do it in this society, in American society that's super fast-paced? And we all learned this past these past two months when we literally had our regular lives put on halt, how busy our lives were and how, how stressed or how managed or how run our entire lives were. And coming out of this now, are we going to go back to that particular lifestyle or are we changing it and finding a new way, a new lifestyle change and things like that? So, um... Stress does play a huge part in the body because stress is the way body perceives threat, um, essentially. And so there's this really cool thing called your adrenal gland or just kind of, you know, making that more like we're talking about chronic fatigue. This is the new hot topics right now. It's like, well, I guess new as in like a couple of years old, but hot topics now is uh, adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, all this kind of stuff because people end up getting so overstressed, overworked, they literally burn out burnout and then they're they're vegetables and i can get into the technicalities of your adrenal glands and how you end up um oh i'll do it really short so adrenal glands are the things that are sitting right above your kidneys and they're responsible for helping you um respond to stress and stress being like a fight or flight or rest and digest the parasympathetic versus sympathetic nervous system that's cortisol is um the main hormone that is secreted by the adrenal glands to help with blood sugar regulation, hormone production, energy levels, responses to pain and inflammation, and all that really fun stuff. So that's what cortisol does. Produced by the adrenal glands, the body perceives threat, boosts up those adrenal glands, hence you've heard this whole like adrenal rush and blah, 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 superhuman strength. Those are the adrenal glands. They sit on top of the kidney. Kidneys are filtering. Interestingly enough, cortisol is a hormone. Hormones need fat, right? So this is good that you're on this, this keto thing. Oh, where is it going with this? Okay, but stress, all this shit, stress helps, like, stress induces all this cortisol hormone that's 
affects the blood sugar regulation, hormone production, energy levels, and pain and inflammation. Now, if we go back to inflammation, inflammation can show up in lots of different places, but one of the places it shows up is in your gut. So if your gut is inflamed because you're eating not correct foods, it produces what's called, we can go to this, it's called leaky gut. Have you heard that term before? I have heard it before. Leaky gut is basically your body, your gut is super pissed off, and so it can't pull up the food. And what, okay, let me specify gut. Gut is like small intestines, large intestines, and stomach. So it's like all the bits, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the entire tunnel. So <laughs> leaky gut is when you basically, your body is, su- your gut is super inflamed, and it's, um, you can't uptake, you can't uptake food properly. So you can't take it up enough or you're not taking all the nutrition up from your food. And so you get this really weird imbalance and all this kind of stuff goes in it. So your digestive function like decreases and it becomes a lot harder to digest food. And poor digestion increases the effect of leaky gut, which messes with the balance of your bacteria your colon and weakens the gut further and you become more stressed. And do you see how this becomes cyclical? Mm-hmm. So this whole stress reducing cortisol levels and reducing it, like, and being mindful about it, one of the things that turns up is leaky gut. So we can even talk about how to approach the leaky gut part, which is something I wanted to discuss with you. But two is the being mindfulness and trying to reduce stress in our lives. And stress doesn't necessarily mean, like, I have to stress to pay the bills. It's whatever is influencing your life, whether it's a good stressor or bad stressor. Stressor is just stressor. Stress, neither good nor bad. It's just something that affects your body and your brain and your mindset. Uh, so getting rushed in the morning to get out or um, versus having a calm morning to get out, <coughs> excuse me, to go to work, that's a stressor. Um, what What's being portrayed in your social circles is possibly a stressor or what is um news can be a stressor or those external things or again those internal things that we're talking about with poor digestion leaky gut all that stuff is also a stressor (laughs) so i guess how maybe one of the things we have to pay attention to is like you just hit the nail on the head you're talking about dairy dairy is great but maybe it's not. We told you. We talked about how, like, a long time ago, that you eat a little bit of dairy, but you know that you're sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the stressor and eating dairy or eating something that's not fantastic for you is pissing off your digestive tract and inflammation, and you're not able to absorb food, so you're not able to see the results that you're trying to do, even though you're trying. You're you're exercising, you're doing all the right things. It's just honing in on that really good diet because of stress. We can talk about mindset. That's a whole different one. I actually like the idea of talking physically about stress now. So what stress does physically to the body, like what you're talking about right now, I'd like to have you kind of talk about leaky gut a little bit more. And Next week, we can talk about stress on body image and, like, mentally and emotionally and everything. (laughs) Sorry, I just totally hijacked it. Yes, we can definitely talk about stress on body image. 
mentally, mindset, all that kind of stuff. But there's this whole thing with the, like, leaky gut. My friend, uh, like, my friend Erica McAllister, she's rad. She's in Denver, and she talks all about it. She's an MD, and she's just freaking smart. But we're, t- like, but she's super passionate about nutrition and the gut and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that you can do to help support your gut is start, like, again, starting out with food, cutting out processed food, eating more green or fiber-filled veggies, plenty of water. But the other thing you can start to do is adding in some sort of probiotic in your body and restoring the, the gut biome back to its homeostasis. There's some biohacking words for you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I do. I buy a, a probiotic drinks. By that, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but you can get like dill pickle juice from sauerkraut that has probiotics in it. And you can get probiotic supplement, but I like, I like pickles and I have no problem drinking probiotic pickle juice. So I just take a shot of that or two a day. And I will tell you this, it works because I take I, let me put it this way. I will only take it when I'm at home. <laughs> I won't do it anywhere else because I need Why to be close up the plumbing, right? Yeah. Cause I need to be ready to go. Cause I'll take it. And then I'll Good. be like, Oh, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> so it definitely, it works. And you brought up another good point too, about the dairy. And, uh, so with that, I, I did, I was very conscious about what I did. I I said, okay, let's take a step back and look at what we're buying. Look at what we're putting in our body. And I wrote out again, I went back to basics of meal planning rather than just saying, I'm going to do this for dinner and then going and being like, no, I don't feel like doing that. But what I do feel like doing is grilled cheese. I wrote out on the list. This is what I'm going to do for dinner. I'm going to do chicken this night. And I'm going to do this meat this night, but my side is going to be asparagus and Brussels sprouts. And I'm going to roast that in oil with some salt and pepper. And it is so good. It's really delicious. And I get the fat from the oils, which is really good for you. So hopefully, you know, that will help. I'm definitely going to research leaky gut as well, just because I'm very interested in that. Is that something that and you can answer this, you know, summary wise, I guess, is leaky gut something that you feel that there's something off or is it something that you don't really realize that that's a problem? Do you know what I mean? Does it, how does it present itself? I guess. Well, there's all sorts of like things. If you're super stressed and chronically fatigued or you're bloated or like, there's no weight change, but there's all sorts of things that happen with leaky gut too. So you can it present, it could present itself if you're looking for the signs. Your body always tells you what's up. Like really, we just don't know how to listen. So, uh, but you're always, your body's going to tell you what's going on. You know what I mean? So bloating is like one symptom or uh, uh, irregular pooping. If you can't poop, then something's wrong. You know what I mean? Or if you're, if you're, like your poop tells you a lot, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you should always, everybody should always be looking at their poop. Because your poop is telling you what's happening in your body. And what's being pulled in or going out or all that kind of stuff as well. 
We'll talk about poop another day. <laughs> but summary, leaky gut can, like, it can show up when it's bad enough. Okay. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if your shoulder's in pain, if, or then it's been off for a, a minute most of the time. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. Yes. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so leaky gut, we can talk about all sorts of stuff. One of the things that I was told a long time ago, and I should probably jump back on doing this because I did a really good job with it, is doing an apple cider vinegar shot. And I can't do straight, or putting it in your water with lemon. I can't do that straight, like, and drink it. The smell is like, it's not my jam when it comes to the smell. But I will do a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning. That just helps put everything, like all the goodness in your body and helps keep the plumbing moving and all that kind of fun stuff. We can go into leaky gut if you want to. I mean, this might be a three-parter. We might be gut and nutrition <laughs> with, and then mindset and how to release stress, chronic stress in um, ways that we need to. Believe it or not, like an active rest helps wonders or resting. Mm-hmm. So... There's also, and for all my crazy, insane, like, athletes out there, it's probably a good day to take a break one day a week and to, like, actively rest. But that's another soapbox that you'll get me on. We'll do that one other day. talked about all sorts of different stuff today and lots and lots of topics about stress we talked about uh the like outer stress or the perceived stress and then the inner stress which is the stress on our body and what it does to our body which stress leads to cortisol or inflamed um overworking adrenals leads to cortisol production leads to inflammation and all the things energy levels hormone production blood sugar stuff all that kind of stuff. Um, inflammation leads to inflammation in the gut, which leads to leaky gut, which leads to not good food absorption, which leads to, again, going back into stress because you can't get the food you need, the nutrients you need, and it becomes cyclical. So we talked about understanding what that means, what that does, how it's not great for you, and what my challenge is, and we'll be talking about it next week, about like mindfulness and mindset and reducing stress um, the outside stressors, how we can help reduce that as well. My challenge for you, Selena, is going to be incorporating a couple things. One is I'd like you to try doing some apple cider vinegar or something like that, you know what I mean, that has the good probiotics and all the good things every day consistently before you put food in your body in the morning. So that's one thing you got to do before you put coffee down, down or food down, you got to shoot some apple cider vinegar. Um, two, reducing that dairy because we know that that's your inflamed or your way that you um, your body doesn't particularly like it as much as other foods. And then three, step up your game to exercising. Step it up. It's time. Yes. What do you think? Challenges accepted. I will drink apple cider vinegar in the mornings, take a, a nice little shot of it. Eliminate dairy. Well, not eliminate it, but definitely cut it back to what I was doing before, which is just like once a day. And yep. 
then working out five days a week. I got yep. it. Awesome. Perfect. Great. Lorraine, do you have anything you would like to promote for this week? Dude, I'm just super excited. We are opening up the office and I am seeing live patients again. So not only do I get to do Zoom, but I get to do live. And I'm super excited about it. So, so excited. Yay, that is very exciting. Heck yeah. Congratulations. Awesome. Yay, go team. Great. All right, so now is that time where we talk about social media. Head on over to Facebook and like our page. It is Modern Sisyphus Podcast. We are on Instagram at modern underscore under, or sorry, at modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast. And also, if you want to email the show or reach out, you can do so um, at sisyphuspodcast at gmail. As always, you've got your boulder, I've got mine, Lorraine has hers, and we're all pushing it. But we can do this, okay? Together. Just push it and remember to breathe. (laughs) Okay. I heard heard push it and I really wanted to say push it real good. Yeah, push it. Push it real good. Just keep pushing that boulder. All right. (laughs) Bye, Lorraine. Bye.